for tuning in and welcome to Beyond the Mission, the business of nonprofits on the Michigan Business Network. I'm your host, Vicki Hamilton-Allen, and I have with me Christine Kuhner, the director of Ellie's Place Capital Region. Today, we're discussing the impact of COVID-19 on community nonprofits. Welcome, Christine. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're more than welcome. I'm really excited to hear all of the interesting news and programming out of Ellie's Place. Why don't you start by letting our listeners know a little bit more about Ellie's Place and what you do? Well, Ellie's Place is a center that serves grieving children and teens. The current statistic in Michigan is one in 13 will experience the death of a parent or sibling before the age of 18. Let's remember this doesn't include grandparents, friends, coaches, And what's unique about Ellie's Place is we provide peer-to-peer support groups. So it's not one-on-one counseling, it's their friends talking together and processing their grief. It's a safe place where you can talk about the person who died and your feelings with it. And let's face it, children don't like to feel different like adults. And when they come to Ellie's Place, they walk through the doors and they know exactly why they're there. They're there to talk about the person who died. And they're not doing that with their friends at school or in the, in their friends in other areas of life. And often they don't talk to their parent or guardian because they don't want to see them cry again. But at Ellie's Place, it's a safe place to talk about their grief. That's incredible work. And I thank you for the service you're providing to the community. I can imagine that uh, during COVID-19 with the way it has impacted our community in so many ways that your center must be incredibly inundated. I mean, with a focus on grief, that's a much needed resource at this time. Can you tell me what, how Ellie's Place has responded to and been impacted by COVID-19? I think everybody out here has a real understanding of what our kiddos are going through because we've been through collective grief for the last 13 months. Everybody's been grieving something. You don't know what's going to happen next. The uncertainty, the stress, the frustration. This is a mere glimpse of what happens with our children and teens at Ellie's. So much has been canceled in the last 13 months. Guess what? Grief has not. Matter of fact, it's got so many additional layers. You know, grief is isolating. We've been isolated more. There have been missed opportunities to celebrate life, whether it's a funeral or a celebration of life. Many people have not been with the person who died. So your starting of the grief process is already back. And COVID-19 is all these additional layers where our families have not had the opportunity to even start the grief process. I can only imagine how that's playing out in our community. There is grief for loss of life. And you mentioned that and from many different layers of relationships. And I guess I'm thinking about some of the comments you made just there too, in terms of life celebrations. We've watched our children miss graduations and parties and milestone birthdays in terms of celebrating them. Is that something that is talked about at Ellie's Place? Oh, sure. I mean, you know, many of our families didn't have a chance to to have a big funeral. When you have a big funeral or a celebration of life, people share stories. They share their memories of the person, which on the receiving end for our families, it's such a beautiful gift. And that's been missed. That's that starting of the grief process. You know, there is so many long-term consequences with that if you don't address grief. Kids and adults will numb themselves other ways, you know, drugs or alcohol, you know, they stop sleeping well, they are depressed. It is absolutely imperative that you start and work the grief process. And I think a phrase that I love to use is you have to feel it to heal it. And it's hard work. You have to feel it to heal it. Yeah, pretty simple message, but very powerful. Very powerful. And it's and and that's the start of the process. And that's what happens at Ellie's place. I'll give you an example. And, And I talk about our program wing, it's a magical wing. It's magical. And people say, how can you say that about a grief center? Well, the reality is death is a part of life. 
And with death comes grief and grief is the price of love. And so there's so much love in there and we have to start talking about it and their person. And it kind of was like taking a pop can and shaking it up. What we're doing there is slowly letting out all those emotions. And our peer-to-peer support is so beautiful, magical. And this example is one that I love. A young girl years ago was in group and she asked if she was still a big sister because her brother died. Hmm. Foundational question of who this young lady is. Didn't want to talk to her parent and guardians because she didn't want to make them cry. So in group, the peer-to-peer concept, they went around in circle. Well, my dad's always my dad. My grandpa's always my grandpa. My mom's always my mom. And one by one, they went around the circle and they talked about that. When it came back to her, she's quiet. She said, you know what? I'm still a big sister. And that is the magical magic that happens at Ellie's place. Sure. Reinforcing her identity, who she is. And that doesn't necessarily change because of the loss. But yet to these kids, because they don't have the coping skills, this is an imperative. These are imperative conversations to have because they don't quite understand everything that's going on. And we talk so much about even understanding their emotions. One of the my favorite projects we do is called the Emotion Ocean. And I'm sure everybody that's listening can relate to this in some way. Grief comes in waves, just like anything in life. And there are triggers. It may tickle your toes. It may knock you to your knees. It may be a tsunami and you may not know what triggers it. And what they do at Ellie's Place is they they talk about that and then they build life rafts and they take popsicle sticks. So our kiddos have to establish what is on your life raft right now. Is it talking to friends? Is it journaling? Is it coming to Ellie's Place? What is your life raft that's going to get you through those tough waves? And I think that's something that everybody out there could stop and think about because we all have something that sometimes we need a life raft. Yeah, I think that right now it's very timely. We're doing this podcast during the pandemic. We're still in various phases of shutdown. And it's true to say that the community is grieving as a whole. We are a collective. I mean, I even go so far as to say the nation and the world, we are all experiencing this together and differently in parts. But I think that it's good advice to think that each should be considering a life raft and what tools need to be on your raft. To, to get you through this. I appreciate the work that Ellie's Place does. Do you think that any of the shifts that you have taken during this time, because I'm sure you, I hate to use the word pivot, it's been so incredibly used during this time, but I imagine that you're not doing in-person counseling and that you've moved to virtual formats. Do you see any shifts becoming permanent after we come back to work, if I may? Absolutely. In fact, as you just mentioned, in July, we went to virtual groups. What's been interesting, our young adult group, our 18 to 26, has grown to its highest level. We've seen that they prefer a virtual group. We're seeing kids who couldn't necessarily get to our site joining groups. So there is going to be, there's we're going to go back to in-person, but there might be a hybrid now. We may have additional groups that are virtual, but absolutely. I mean, with adversity comes innovation. And here at Ali's Place, we have seen some ways that we can innovate to reach more grieving children and teens in our community. That's exceptional that we're taking an opportunity of a crisis and being able to leverage that to serve more people. So thank you for allowing the innovation to occur. It is a a challenging task, the work that you do, I'm sure every single day and being able to reach those maybe from a place of comfort. It may be their home that they would be able to tap into in a virtual format as opposed to coming to a place that although is a center for healing may well be daunting for some 
somebody to walk into for the first time. So perhaps maybe you will see increased numbers for the future almost always. Is that a fair enough statement? Oh, absolutely. And it's been very interesting that our kiddos are sharing more personal items from their home. And just a couple of weeks ago, a young boy, a six-year-old was so excited to share with his friends and he was just bouncing. And he, when it was his turn, he picked up, um, and he picked up a big box and he said, my dad's back. And he shared his urn and that in his friends and group, while that's really tough to hear, that is a beautiful moment. And his friends understood that that wouldn't have happened at Ellie's place, but the safety of the home is allowing a different type of interaction. It's really powerful to hear, and I appreciate you sharing that. I hope our listeners are hearing all of these gems you're sharing. How can people support Ellie's Place? Well, Ellie's Place provides our services at no cost to our families. Many of our families have either lost an income or perhaps large medical bills. So of course, there's treasures, financial donations, their time, you know, if you have something you'd like to volunteer. And most important, remember that we're still here. If someone needs our services, just because so much has been canceled, we are still here. Have them call 482-1315 because we're here to serve our community. 482-1315. Fantastic. Thank you for being here today, Christine. It's been a pleasure talking with you. Thank you for tuning in to Beyond the Mission, the business of nonprofits. I'm your host, Vicki Hamilton Allen on the Michigan Business Network. 